This is the voice of revival. Our mission is to revive the world by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now let's hear the Lord's servant. I'm bomb if you marry them. Because your pastor is God's representation. So if the person cannot take instruction from your pastor or your spiritual leader, that person is dangerous. By what I've done over the period, there are guys who don't want to have anything to do with pastors. If you're in a relationship with them, the day you mention that, let us see my pastor, that is the day he begins to pull back. They fear authority figures. Any guy, any lady. Some of you are writing. Some of you, you are beginning. You are waiting for me to start. You don't know I've started. <laughs> you, are, you, are, you are waiting for a special time. Now we are about to start. Take your notebook. No, I've started. And the things I say like this are more powerful than what I look on laptop to tell you. Because these ones, they are coming from within. I call them microwave messages. You don't plan them. They are not part of the note. And they are coming. They are more powerful than what is on laptop. So if you are waiting for a special time for us to start, then we've left you. Hello? What was I saying? Microwave. <laughs> what was the last point I made? People who don't listen to what? Authorities. And I was saying that there are guys, the moment you introduce the idea of let us see my pastor, let us see somebody, they begin to pull back. Hello? People cannot relate to you better than their perception of you. So Jesus will ask the disciples, who do men say I am? And then they will say it. Then he will finally ask, who do you say I am? And it took Peter by revelation to know who Jesus is. It means that all along that they were working together, some of the disciples were seeing Jesus in the light of what other people were saying. Any man, any lady who lacks perception of spiritual things is a time bomb. They cannot attract blessings. Let me say it again. What do I mean? If you are getting married to somebody who doesn't see the relevance of men of God or pastors, that person is just disconnecting you gradually from blessing. It's as simple as that. Hello? It's as simple as that. So this is just a litmus test for you. If you are looking at somebody, one of the questions that was forwarded to me is, is it okay to date somebody in church? Certainly, if you are dating somebody, let me use your word. I'll talk about dating very soon, but let me use your word. If you want to date somebody, you certainly cannot date somebody who is not a Christian because we are Christians. But being in church is not an indication of somebody having a relationship with God. So if you want to marry somebody just because the person makes appearance in church, you'll be deceived. You need to find out if the person is bearing the fruits of their presence. The fact that someone is in the university does not mean the person is studying. Do you understand? That is why many people have had, as a lady told me, said the guys in church, they are the most dangerous guys. It is, it's, not, it's not really true like that. 
But it is because there are people who are wolves in sheep clothing. So they make an appearance. The Bible said they have a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. So they make an appearance in church, but they don't have a relationship with God. I have counseled some two people before. The lady was a lead singer in the church, and the guy was an instrumentalist. The guy plays the piano, and the lady was a lead singer. And they were in the relationship for three and a half years. And this was full of fornication, up and down, left and right. But they come to church. I hope you are getting it. So, it's like, the fact that you are born again doesn't just make you know how to drive. There are certain things you need to be taught. There are certain things you need to learn. So, how many of you here cannot drive? You don't know how to drive. How many of you? Okay. Are you a Christian? No, you. Are you a Christian? Are you born again? Are you seated in church right now? Can you drive? Can you drive? You don't know how to drive. And you say you are a Christian. I'm surprised. Even myself, what I'm saying does not make sense, right? Because you don't know how to drive just because you are a Christian. So you don't have a successful relationship just because you are a Christian. You need to know. That is why in your choice of a life partner, one of the keys to look out for is a teachable person. Write it down. If you are thinking of marrying, and even in building friendship, even in building friendship, one of the key signs to look out for is a teachable person. Someone who is not teachable will give you frustration in marriage because what they know is what they know. They are not ready for new inputs. They are dangerous people. Hello? If you are not writing, you have to come with your notebook next week. Because I'm not preaching. I'm communicating something. A teachable person. Okay. Now, that is just by the way. Let me drop a few things on friendship. And then I'll talk about dating. So, a few questions I have here. What is the will of God concerning dating? And does the statement, if it's meant to be, it will be, is it valid in relationship? The difference between dating and courtship and awakening love and lust. At what age are we supposed to date as Christians? And take note of the word date. Why do people see dating to be bad and have the perception it will always lead to breakups? Is there too fast in Christian dating? Date, date, date. Should I date a godly girl I don't find attractive? Hello? Does God find wives for his sons or they must search for themselves? (laughs) <laughs> Hello That's why you have to answer all the guys in the church Does God find wives for his sons Or they have to for themselves In other words You have to help yourself That's the question But you see the word dating Running through all these questions And I said last week That when I was about getting married Five years ago I didn't know about dating I believe the term existed But I didn't know about dating I knew of friendship then I knew that, well, whilst you build friendship, 
you can get attracted to somebody or vice versa, and then you make a decision to marry that person, and so you go through a period of courtship. And the courtship period is not a period of having fun. Hello? Because my time is not enough, I'll be making some pointers, so you have to write it down. You have no business having fun with somebody. You must define your intentions and boundaries in every form of relationship. Write it down. You must define your intentions and boundaries. You must define what? Your intentions and boundaries in every form of relationship. So Anselmo is here, and then we see that Anselmo and uh, your name? Gloria. We see that Anselmo and Gloria are always often working together, you know, after church. They come to church together. There's a program. Like, you see that these people seem to really be working together and all that. Then we ask Anselmo, who is she to you? Then Anselmo says, my friend. Then we ask Gloria, who is he to you? And Gloria goes like, my guy. Hello? That is confusion. There is a big difference between my friend and my guy. So you realize that these two people are in relationship all right. Uh, sorry, they are in a form of relationship. To this one, they are friends. To this other one, they are, that, that, that's the guy. Another thing you need to look out for if you don't want to be cheated and abused and wasted in any form of relationship is to be careful what you call each other. Write it down. Be careful the names you call each other. One of the problems of our generation is that there are too many terminologies. We don't know what, which, which one we are working with. My boo, my bae, my chick, my whatever. Too many terminologies. Too many confusion in the system. So you see a lady who thinks that, well, I'm in relationship with this guy, and the guy's like, oh no, well, I've not really told you I'll marry you. Oh, wow, you took it that serious. We have something called serious relationship. Hello? Since when do we have serious relationship and unserious? You are either in a committed, intentional relationship with the purpose of marriage, or you are just friends. So, what, what is serious? My serious guy. So, you have an unserious guy. My serious girlfriend. So, you have a girlfriend that is not serious. A confused generation, and we don't know exactly what we are doing. So, people are even having sex, and when they have to talk about issues, they are like, ah, but Charlie, this one, there, sorry, it was just a mistake. You say mistake? You know, the ladies are hurt. It's just a mistake. Because to you, the guy is seriously in love. But to the guy, you are not the serious girlfriend. Hello? So, I'm going to take you through three major opinions or perceptions or definitions of the word dating. What people are saying. Because what I'm doing, my objective this very first day is for us to lay a good foundation. And many of you, you will live here healed. You must be able to live here defining the relationships you have in your life. That guy who always calls you like that. How are you? Have you eaten? Who is he? You have to define things so that you don't leave yourself with broken heart. I hope you are getting it. That, that lady who checks on you and then you think just because she checks on you, you guys are in a relationship, you need to define it. 
So, I'm going to give you what Wikipedia has to say. I'll give you what the late Dr. Mouse Moreau has to say. And then I'll also give you what one bishop has to say. And now everybody's talking about dating. But they are not saying the same thing. So it's possible as we are here right now, if I ask you what is dating, all of you will tell me different things. But we don't have the time to take everybody's opinion. So what is Wikipedia saying? I just will read a portion of what they have to say. While the term have several meanings, do you see that? While the term have several meanings, everything that has several meanings is, is, is very confusing. Whilst the term has several meanings, the most common sense is two people trying out a relationship and exploring whether they are compatible by going out together in public as couple. That is, they are undergoing a trial period to assess mutual compatibility. A related sense of the term refers to a couple who have already decided that they like each other and are seeing each other on a regular basis and who may or may not be having sexual relation. Are, are you listening? Yeah, if it concerns you, you will listen. <laughs> a stage in a person's life when he or she is actively pursuing romantic relationships with different people. With different people. I don't know if you have ever heard about Somebody, have, can you date two people at the same time? Is he a sin to date two people? All these questions are coming out from confusion. Is he a sin to date two people? Can you date three people? And people are, there are people in church who are so confused, they are dating five people, and they're like, oh, well, I'm just dating them. And then all the girls think that Charlie have found a lover. And the guy said, no, I'm dating them. They are on a trial period. You see what Wikipedia has to say? A related sense of the term is when two people have been out in public only a few times but have not committed to a relationship in this sense. Dating describes an initial trial period and can be contrasted with being in a committed relationship. I'm sure by now some of you are confused. Because what I've read, they may or may not be having sexual relations. They are having a trial period. They are trying to see if they are compatible. You know, it can, be, it can be happening with several people at the same time. That is what Wikipedia has to say about dating. Now, let us listen to, or before that, let me give you five things I deduce from what Wikipedia says. I'm, I'm telling you, we are in the clinic right now. Some of you, you will never ever waste your time in any relationship again. I'm telling you. We are, we are in a serious clinic. And by the time we leave here, you will find a place for that gentleman around you, that lady around you. You will really find a place for them. You will position them right so that nobody will waste your emotions. Whether we are going or we are coming, whether we are staying or we are not staying, you have to know where they all belong. Five things, five things I deduce, five meanings I deduce from the view of the article on Wikipedia. One, two people are trying out a relationship. Two people are trying out a relationship. Question is, do we try relationships? Do we people say, let's try, let's try, let's try a relationship? Two, number two, two people are exploring each other or the said relationship to see if they are compatible. So at this level, there's no commitment. They are just trying something. 
to see if there's any commitment. They are just trying. Number three, two people of the opposite sex who have declared their stand for each other and may or may not be having sexual relations. This is dating. Question, as a child of God, is sexual practices supposed to be part, quote-unquote, of dating? It's a question. They may or may not be having sexual relations, and they claim they are dating. And this is all part of dating, according to a certain knowledge. Number four, two people in a romantic relationship but have the liberty to try same with others at the same time. So, I like the way some of you are smiling. The smile is very encouraging. Feel free to smile, okay? And then I like the way some of you too are, are, are listening. Because maybe you are, not, maybe you are, dating, <laughs> you are dating several people. <laughs> so you are listening. So that when you go, you can go and do eviction. You write the name, say, Cynthia, Rebecca, Veronica, Sheila, Ivy, like mentor, a vision tank. Bam, bam. So you, you, there, you know, correct. Sheila out, Ivy out, Vero out, Rebecca out. You let me keep Cynthia. <laughs> so listen carefully. <laughs> then the last meaning is two people whose association is public, but are not committed to each other in a relationship. Their association is what. Public. Everybody sees them. Everybody knows them. But they are not committed in a relationship. These are the five things I deduce from what Wikipedia is saying. Now, a bishop by name Bishop Joseph Matera has this to say on dating. This is coming from a bishop. He has this to say about dating. Listen to another view. He said that, and I'll be reading because of what I want to do. I have taught each of my five children the difference between dating and courtship. Dating is an unbiblical method. Are you hearing? Dating is an unbiblical method crafted by the world with no boundaries or ethics with the following assumed rules and values. One. Two people can mutually claim to be boyfriend and girlfriend if they are physically attracted to each other and have a crush. Have you heard that word too before? Crush. Have a crush and claim each other for themselves in a special relationship. I told you the problem of our generation is that everybody wakes up and they introduce a term to confuse Christians. If you can project for me, Colossians chapter 2 verse 8. God have long spoken about this strategy of the devil to confuse you. Colossians 2 8. We have too many te terminologies we don't know what we are running with. So I have a crash. I have a crash. My crash. Do you know what they are trying to do? They are grooming you. The world is grooming you for adultery. I said the world is doing what? Grooming you for adultery. So what it means is you can be in a relationship and say, I have a crush on somebody. What does it mean? You see somebody you like, but there are some boundaries that pre prevents you from having access to them. People are even having crush on married women and married men. Yeah. So, oh, he's married. Oh, man, I got a crush on him. Oh, he's married. Oh, she's married. So there are some of you sitting here, you have crushes. 
And one of these days, we may pick up your pieces. They were crashing. Have a crash. It is grooming you for adultery. It is grooming you not to be committed in any relationship. It is grooming you to think that it is normal to be in a relationship and still be liking other people. It is grooming you to think that it is normal to marry and still be liking other people. It is gradually grooming you never ever to be able to have a committed marriage even. Because you can be married but your emotions are splitted apart because you are crashing on somebody. Where from that word crash? It's in the Bible. The first time, not the first time, so to say, but one time I see a crash in the Bible, God disciplined the person. I bimale crash on Abraham's wife, Sarah. He said, hey, who is that lady? Mm. Get her. No, no, the, the servant said, this is very beautiful. Sir. Get, get her for me, get her for me. And then Abimelech went for Sarah. God said, hey, you are crashing on somebody's wife. Oh. Diseases are coming over you. You are crashing on somebody's wife. Another time we saw in the Bible, David too saw a woman taking her shower and crashed on the woman. Said, ah, what a wow. So every single crash I see in scripture is punishable. The crashes I see in the Bible, they were punished. Because you cannot be crashing on somebody's wife. You cannot be crashing on somebody's husband. Are we making some sense here? Yeah. So the bishop said, concerning the advice she gave to the daughters, he gave them some difference between dating and courtship. The second one he said, there are no boundaries or ethics in this type of relationship. Thus, what initially starts off as a French, French kissing quickly accelerates to petting, fondling, and then full-blown sexual intimacy. Full-blown. Hello? So, I counseled a lady before. This lady was not, listen carefully, this lady was not in a relationship. I'm talking about people who go to church. This lady was not in a relationship. And I said, have you ever fallen in love? Her problem was that she, she can't love anybody. I said, I, I said, I can't just love anybody. And I said, have you been in a relationship before? She said, no. I said, have you had sex before? She said, yes. Have you been in a relationship? No. Have you had sex? Yes. Have you kissed? That's what that one before cry. Yes. <laughs> That's the intro. Then I said, so how did it happen? Then she said, the two people I had sex with, I don't love them. She said, the people who genuinely come to me like they like me, I don't like them. But the two people that I had sex with, I didn't love them. So she has a problem with loving people. So she actually has sex with people she will say she's not in a relationship with. Because they don't like each other. Maybe they live in the same house. They went to the beach. You know, people do many things. They went to the beach one day in, in, the, in the process of swimming and things like that. And then, so there are people who engage in all forms of intimacy without any commitment. And that certainly is not the will of God for your life. Now, this is where I leave you with some medicine. 
And then after that, we can take some questions. I will leave you now with some medicines. Now, from the above definitions of dating, we can conclude that dating is a worldly terminology for the following reasons. If truly dating is what I read to you earlier, if truly dating is having multiple trial relationships with other people, if dating can be with many people at the same time, if dating can be marked by sex or without sex, then it is a worldly terminology for these reasons. Now look at this scripture, Colossians 2.8. Give me NIV or NLT. NIV or NLT. Oh. Colossians, then David went to Bathsheba. Why can dating be classified as a worldly terminology if what I've said is true? Watch this. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. New Living Translation. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking. What is the origin? Human thinking. And from the spiritual powers of this world, rather than from Christ. So there are many, many terminologies that is coming from human thinking. Boo. Bay. Crash. Which other ones are there? Sweetie pie. Okay. Which other one? Eh? Bay. Uh-huh. Sunshine. Okay. Onikuchikuchi. Boo 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 boo. Uh huh. You see, you are mentioning all of them. What is important is what is the meaning of what you are saying. You must define your relationship. So, if what I have said so far is wrong, then is, dating is a worldly terminology for these reasons. One, the life of a child of God is not lived on chances. But God's revealed plan. Psalm 37 verse 23. The life of a child of God is not lived on chances. So you can't be trying relationships. No, you, you can't be a lady and you are trying relationships. You can't be a guy and you are trying relationships. Because the life of a child of God it's not lived on what? Chances, but the revealed will of God. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Do you see that? The Lord directs the steps of the godly. So you can't, you can't live your life on chances. You can't be trying relationship. Let me break it down for you. Okay? Now come, my dear. Gloria, come. Let's say that I meet Gloria. She comes to church. Okay, so Gloria comes to church, um, and then she says she wants to join one of the departments, and I'm the departmental head, let's see. And so, how are you? I'm fine. Wow, you're, this is your first time in this church? You've been coming all along? Oh, and I don't know you. Wow, you're such a nice lady. I like your smile. Wow, 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 wow. So, will you be coming next week? Now, watch this. Usually what is happening at this stage is that, and that's what we call acquaintance stage of friendship, acquaintance. You are just meeting the person for, for the very first time. 
And usually when you meet the person, you just kind of like the person. Oh, wow. And, and let's tell the truth here. Wow, Charlie, this lady, dear, Charlie, her hips, you know. Charlie, yeah, I like the way you are spelling, my brother. Charlie, this lady, the hips, dear, Charlie. Then the guys will start imagining, Charlie, if I get this one as my wife, eh, then we are walking in town. Hey, Charlie, Charlie, this girl, dear, you, so that is the initial contact when you met hey, you know people have different features and all of us have something that attracts us to people. There is something that attracts you to people. Of course, it matters what, you, what is attracting you to somebody. If what is attracting you to somebody is temporal, you are in trouble. Never enter a relationship and never marry because of temporal things. Breast, buttocks, chest, money. Things of temporal nature, you are in big trouble. I have seen ladies with big hips falling sick before. And you look for the hips, you can't find it. You look for the hips, you say, where, where did the hips go? You look for the hips and you can't find it. When they fell sick. I hope you are getting it. You see some ladies, they, they, they hype or hip their breasts and all that. You are like, wow, wow, yeah, wow, wow, wow. Then somehow, somehow maybe... You know, they go home or something, they dress down, then, oh, the standing order just, everything fell down. The center cannot hold, things, things fall apart. So if you fall in love with people, if you propose to people, you marry people because of temporal things, you are bound to be disappointed. But whatever the case, this is the initial thing you see. Then you have this conversation, wow, so can I have your number? All right. I think I would just like to check up on you and stuff like that. So what's your number? 0244923478. Well, I'm going to give you a call, okay? Then by the time you get home in the evening, the guy calls, Hi, hey, Gloria, are you home already? Say, yes, I just got home. And oh, wow, that's great. So why do you say you stay uh, at Abraka? Oh, that's great, that's great. And then you start from there. Now watch this. That is just the acquaintance stage. You don't know each other. Yesterday, I counseled a lady who was weeping and crying. Why? In a period of two weeks, she has made a commitment. And they've not yet met, you know, because of the corona. The two times they met before the relationship started, the guy was in the max. So they've not really seen each other's face, whether the mouth cry, full one is there or half. <laughs> And so she wants them to meet, and the guy said, I'm busy, and, you know, he's in a very high position. I'm busy and that kind of thing. Then out of emotional frustration or whatever, sent a long voice message. Long one. If you don't like me, tell me at once, you know. I, I said, oh. So she called me. I said, my dear, you said too many things. Two weeks is just even too small in the first place to make a commitment. And even with that, you've said too many things. Do you know one of the things the person said? I, I, I want us to meet. It's not because I want to have anything to do with you. Ha! I mean, what can I do? You're talking too much. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? So, friendship, that's one, one of the essence of friendship is to get to know each other. At least to a certain level that you can make commitment. You don't enter into relationship. Or you don't start courtship to build friendship. Hello? 
you don't start courtship to build friendship, you, you will be dealing with an actor and an actress. You build friendship. Now, let me tell you one of the best ways to build friendship. Never build friendship with the primary motive of marriage. Build friendship because you want to really get to know people. And trust God to help you to know how both of you can be mutually beneficial to each other. If marriage becomes the outcome, praise God. Because the people you meet, they mean more to you than just marriage. Do you understand? You cannot tell me every lady you meet is supposed to be your wife. No, 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 you can't say that. I have had several opportunities through ladies. And they are not my wives. The first, the first TV station I ever had the opportunity to go and speak, not even once, continuously, was through a lady who was my mate in senior high school. She was actually my vice president. And she traveled out of the country and knew somebody in that TV station and recommended me. Is she my wife? No. So why would you think every single lady that comes around you is supposed to be wife? The reason why also you must not make a decision based on physical things is that, you see the lady standing there? Is she nice? Does she have very nice hips? Very well composed, very well packaged. Are you beautiful? Yes. Oh, you're not sure? I'm sure. You're sure? You're very beautiful. But do you know, when you walk through town, one of the best times to defeat this mindset of liking people because of their physical appearance, let me, get, let me, let me heal some of the guys. If you want this healing, eh, wake up early morning, stand at Atomic Junction. Stand at vantage places that people, people go to work, ladies go to work. Oh, man, 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 you see different ladies coming out from their houses. Ha! Another time to know that you cannot marry people based on how they look when they close from work. Some of them, when they close from work, you think that's when they are going to work because they did the makeup from the office before coming. When they close from work, leave Atomic Junction, go and stand around an airport. Airport first, airport second. 37. You, uh, you've seen some there, right? Good. <laughs> airport. You just stand there and see ladies coming out from their offices. Different heels, different trousers, different packaging, and they are all coming like this. Are we getting it? And they are all coming. Different sizes, they are all coming. But, you know, the amazing thing is that because of what I do, having counseled many people, anytime I see ladies packaging breast bottles, I'm like, hey, wow, a guy will see this. He, instead of him to build friendship, he will just start liking. Some, some, some packages are bundles of problems. I'm telling you. Bundles of problems. I have, have counseled people, I've engaged ladies. Beautiful. Beautiful, head to toe. Beautiful. Some of them, they don't even know how to sit. They sit in front of you anyhow, and they are showing their ties. Like, hey. But, are you listening? There was one who sat in front of me one day. You saw it, eh? Wow, you saw it. <laughs> she, said, she saw it. Too. One sat in front of me one day, and they're having some issue. And then I said, how many times you, how many times have you had sex? So only four times. Only four. Only four times. And I say, you, you say four is only. Four is only. People are using four years to do more. You say four is only. Then she sat in front of me and, you know, this kind of dress that is a bit long, but the inner one is up to here. Ladies, you see, 
Uh -huh. So when she sat, she sat, there's a lady sat, she sat like this. She did a dress like this. So you can see the ties with a small, small, small hair on it. So I told her, just, just so that, hello, hello, <laughs> hello. No, no, if, if I'm telling you what I saw. Somebody, somebody said, you saw, you saw the hair too. Is that not what you showed me? Yes, yes, yes. So I told her, just, in, just for her to know that I am not beginning to last after her. I said, you know what? Even the way, I told her, I said, even the way you are sitting in front of me is not good. When you do things like this, you will arouse guys to harass you. I told her. Yeah, I told her, some of you don't understand why guys come around you as if all that they want is sex. Why guys come around you as if if they don't touch you, they are not okay. Some of you are even surprised, God, the guys who are doing those things, they come to church. And you don't understand why they come to church and then they are trying to touch you. You are provoking some things because of the way you dress. And a Christian guy will not come and tell you, you know, uh, please, I want to tell you something, eh? Anytime I see you, the way I'll be showing your ties, one of these is I will have sex with you, so please stop. Say, <laughs> so please, I want to, please. I'll, one of these days, if you don't stop, I'll rape you. <laughs> they will tell you that. It is in their mind. Some are battling with it. And the irony is that some ladies are like, no sex before marriage. But the things they are doing is provoking sex. But they say no sex before marriage. The way they dress, the way they talk, even on phone, the way they, they are around the guy. So like, ah, oh you, ah, ah. Then, then, then you are doing some things. Then you said no sex before marriage. But the thing you are doing is provoking the otherwise. Yes, the inner man. The inner man. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's why some of you are surprised. You get harassed. You don't understand. Why, why will he do that and all that? No. Woman, know thyself. Your breast is not metal. God has a purpose for it. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. God has a purpose for it. So you cannot handle it carelessly. I tell people something. What happens in the bedroom? If you dress like that outside, what happens in the bedroom will happen to you outside? Shall I repeat myself? I said, if you dress the way you are supposed to dress in your bedroom, you dress like that outside. What happens in the bedroom will happen to you outside. Because you are attracting a bedroom reward. <laughs> okay, I should quote a lot of scriptures. Genesis chapter 2 verse 18. You want that style? I'm being sincere with you. I have to tell you some truth. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, okay, let me come back to you. Yes. You must not marry because of the physical appearance because, you see this lady here, you can find, if you step out today, by the time you room this area, room, you know, town, you can find 10, 10 of her type. The same physical appearance. You can find 10 of this. So it means that in your choice making, there must be something bigger than how the person looks informing your choice. Something more than just the physical appearance must inform your choice. Let's appreciate Pastor Enoch. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. There must be something bigger than the appearance informing your choice. Let me take you into scripture to, to understand why you must not choose by physical appearance. In Genesis 13, Genesis 13, go to 11. Genesis 13, 11. When there was a quarrel between the servants of Abraham and Lot. Huh? Yeah. Abraham said, no, we don't have to fight here. We don't have to quarrel. So just choose any of the planes. And if you choose right, I'll choose left. If you choose left, I'll choose right. And the Bible said, Lot chose for himself the whole Jordan Valley to the east of to the east of them. He went there with his flocks and servants and parted company with his uncle Abraham. Go to 9 or 10. It describes where he chose. Aha, 10. Lord took a long look at the fertile plains of the Jordan Valley in the direction of Zohar. The whole area was well watered everywhere like the garden of the Lord and the beautiful land of Egypt. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So he was judging by his physical eyes, he saw the plane. It was beautiful. But what he didn't know, watch this. What he didn't know was that just around the plane was Sodom and Gomorrah. One. What he didn't know was that the place he was chosen was destined for a timely destruction. The danger in choosing a lady or a guy based on just what you see is that you may discover certain things around that will turn you away if your decision is just physical appearance. Hello? You will realize that people are packages. One of the beauties in building friendship is this. If I walk with Gloria for some few times, one year, two years, you know, then we move from, let me, let me do this one for you. I, I, I think it will help. Then we move from casual, sorry, acquaintance to the level of casual friendship. Casual friendship is where probably we share some common interest. I like movies. She likes movies too. So when we meet, we are discussing movies. Well, it is not enough to marry. You don't marry and watch movies. The purpose of marriage is more than movies. But if both of you like movies and you watch movies together, it can help the friendship in the marriage. Okay. Are we getting it? Then we move from casual friendship to close friendship. At the level of close friendship, we have discovered a common purpose. So at this level, it's not just about soccer, movies, outing, restaurants. No. At this level, of course, I know my assignment in life. I know my purpose in life. And she also knows her purpose in life. Young ladies listening to me, never ever enter into a relationship if you don't know your own purpose in life. No, don't try it. That is what will bring you to a place of living beggarly. You'll be at a man's beck and call. You'll be a man's servant. I hope you are getting it. But when you know your purpose in life 
and you know where you are going. For example, let's say you know that you are going to Medina, and I'm going to Adenta, and I ask you to join me to Adenta. Will you join me? No, because you are not going my direction. And never, ever compromise your direction for a man. Because in your direction is your relevance. In your direction is your impact. In your direction is your eternal accountability. Uh, hello? Communicar? Je vous? You understand? Yeah. So at this level, when I see Gloria, my likeness for her, her beauty has added value. I am talking from different angles. I'm talking as a man who got married and a husband and a pastor and everything put together. Your value in relationship should never be based on your body. Your value in relationship should never be based on how many sex positions you can give. I am speaking to a generation, I'm speaking to believers, and all of you seated there are not ignorant of the deception flying around. Because we live in a generation where certain things are being hyped. Bodily figures have been hyped. How you can twerk is being hyped. <laughs> Hello? Some things are, so there are some ladies here right now, you pay more attention to your body than to your soul. There are some guys here right now, listen to me. I, 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 I was a teenager in church. I grew up, I'm still in church. I'm a Christian. So I'm anointed to say the things I'm saying. If you can't say it, it's not a problem, I'm telling you. There are some guys here whose value in relationship and, and what they think will give them value in their future marriage is their penis, the size of their penis. Yeah. <laughs> no, if... If we, don't, if we don't tell you in church, you go and read it somewhere. And, and as you are reading it somewhere, how we understand? <laughs> yeah. Oh, chief, am I lying? When you walk around, don't you see, don't you see the posters? I'm, I'm, I'm diagnosing something. Because you listen to programs, you listen to believers. Even, um, listen, you, you, no, don't, 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 don't be holier than thou. Listen to me, listen to me. Ah, a lady in church, a lady Christian girl, told me that if you're in a relationship and you don't sleep with a guy, how will you know he can satisfy you? What are you, so, so what are you saying? Hello? When you look around, posters, penis enlargement in 30 days. Don't you see it? And they put a phone number there. Watch the adverts, the adverts, if you like, let me shout more so that they welcome here. The adverts that they show on television. A man sleeps with a wife or is coming close to the wife and the wife will pour water on him. The man will go and buy a certain capsule. Takes the capsule. And then the next aspect of the advert, you see the wife is saying, oh my dear, my dear. Mighty power. 
<laughs> what do you think that they are trying to do to young people and to Christians for that matter? They are trying to tell you. you see, they are trying to emphasize something to you. They are trying to say that, young man, are you going to marry? You must be ready to work well. You must be ready to function well. In fact, if you want your marriage to succeed, you must be able to have good sex. I hope you are getting it. Then, they bring some people into the media to come and tell their story. As for me, well, me, I cannot take a man, man who cannot do one hour, mm -mm, I can't take it, no, no, no. And then our brother here, Sifas, is listening. And Sifas goes like, hey, can I do one hour? I'm going to marry you. Then the challenge is that, you see, marriage is made up of two people. So it is not enough who you are. It also matters who the other person is. I'll say it again. I said marriage is made up of two people. It is not enough who you are. It matters who the other person too is. So if you are in your innocence, you don't know anything about all these pennies and large things that they are circulating around. But this lady you want to marry has fed on pornography. It is not enough who you are. It, is, it also matters who she is. Because both of you are now going to be in a marriage together. That is why counseling is very important. Because one of the essence of counseling is to diagnose both of you. So that whatever is in you, that will be a threat to the marriage. We remove it before you enter. It can be your mindset. It can be your history. It can be your practices. practices. We remove it before you enter. Either than that, you may think you are innocent. But what the other one is filled with will interfere with the joy of the marriage. It is not enough. That is why, listen to me carefully, listen, listen to me. One of the greatest blessings you can give your future wife and your future husband hmm, is to live a fulfilled, complete, wholesome, single life. One of the blessings you can give, for example, if you make up your mind, me, I will not have sex until I marry. It is not just a personal decision. It's a decision to bless your future partner. On the other hand, if all that you go about doing is sleeping with people, you are not just endangering your own life, but you're also endangering the life of the person you will marry. So when you actually meet the lady, you are like, I love you. Truth is that you don't love her. Because your life before betrayed your love for her. Do you understand? When you are somebody who doesn't save, you are a spendthrift. Every money that comes into your hand, you spend it. You are not saving. You are not saving. You are a lady. You are not saving. You are a guy. You are not saving. Any money that comes, you spend. You spend. You spend. Then you meet a lady and say, your so-called love for her, you betrayed it by the way you were spending anyhow. Because if you were to save, you would have given her a better life. So one of the best gifts you can give to your partner is living a wholesome single life. If you are here right now and you are not prayerful, you don't read your Bible, you don't pray, you think it is just your life. No, you are endangering children unborn because they say, daddy, 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 and daddy cannot pray. In the book of Kings, 2 Kings chapter 8 or so, there was a story there of the Shunammite woman who, who had a child. And when the child fell sick, you know, the child went with the father to the farm. And when the child fell sick, what did the man say? He said, take him to the mother. Irresponsible parenting. He said, take the child to the mother. So the man as the head of the home could not stand 
to believe God for healing. He has to take the woman to run to the man of God. In the same Second Kings chapter four, either First Kings or Second Kings, you can check for me. A prophet also died, leaving depth behind for the woman to struggle, you know, to pay. Because the two sons were being taken into slavery because of the debt. I don't know if you get the perspective. So as you are seated here, whether you are in a relationship or not, whether you are in a relationship or not, you are actually, you don't, you don't start saying, I love you, I love you too, when you enter into a relationship. You actually start saying, I love you, even when you are not in a relationship. How do you say I love you? By the things you do. Your actions. First John, First John chapter 3, Verse, verse 16, 17, 18. I believe 18 says that we should not love only in words, but by our actions. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. So one of the ways we show love is not just talking, talking, but by doing. And before you marry, you have already started doing. question is, what are you doing? What is your doing before you even propose to the lady? What kind of company do you keep? There are some guys who marry and introduce their innocent wives into a company of beer, beer drinkers. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So the lady was not drinking before they got married, though. Wow. But after they got married, because wherever the guy is going, the lady too must go there. Wow. Wow. Am I making some sense? Yes. Are you being blessed? Yes. Are you learning something? Yes. Yeah. It's a <laughs> Let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. 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 So what are, you, what are your deeds now that you are single? What are your deeds? My dear, if you are saving, as you are here right now, you are saving. You are not just saving for yourself. You are saving for someone who will come to enjoy a better life. I realized recently, there was, is it Kensi? Kensi, Kensi, who, Kensi 2020. Now, they've given birth to twins. And I saw even some of our sisters and brothers in church who were posting their pictures on their status. Do you know what you are doing? Do you know what you are doing? You are actually preaching a message to yourself you, you don't know you are preaching. Because a time has come that we will post you and your wife on our status. Because of the story you'll be telling. So are you living your life in such a way that we can post you two on our status? Number two, are you living your life in such a way that we can post your children's marriage on our status? Because can see that you are talking about, it didn't begin with a guy. The father has laid the foundation. A good man lays, gives inheritance to his children's children. So the question is, the way you are living your life, can we post you to your children's marriage on our status? When you don't have this mindset, eh, you think life is all about you. You do whatever you do. You think it's all about you. What you feel like doing is what you do. But you are laying a foundation for innocent man and woman and children to come inside and live in it. If you are a drunkard, if you are a young man right now, you are drinking, 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 and then you marry and you get a liver problem. You have actually served your wife liver problem when others are serving their wives cars and houses. 
you, you are serving liver problem. Because of your lifestyle in your singleness. If you are a young man seated here right now and you are addicted to pornography, and you are addicted to pornography as you are here right now, or you are here and you are masturbating, you are weakening your penis. You will marry, you will be in church, but you may not be able to satisfy your wife. Then they start calling you one minute man, 30 seconds man. Because before you got married, you were, you were, you were masturbating. You were, you, were, you were addicted to pornography. So your lifestyle in your singleness is going to affect an innocent man or woman. Do you really want to stand one day before a lady and say, you know, my dear, I love you. And she also goes like, I love you too. Remember, it is not just in words, but in deed. In what? Deed. In what? Deeds. 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 I tell people something. I didn't marry to be prayerful. In fact, before I met my wife, I've discovered my purpose. I started pursuing my purpose, purpose all the way right from the university. I was pursuing my purpose. Whatever I'm doing today, I started doing it all the way from the university. I didn't have to marry my wife for a demon to chase her or chase me. Then I become prayerful. I didn't have to come for, to all night because I want to marry. I know people who come to all night because they want to marry. Then they will tell you, man of God, pray for me. You know marriage there. You know marriage there. No. You don't need to do that. You must be prayerful before, during, and after. Do you understand? You don't become prayerful just because you find a guy. Man of God, you have to believe God for me. Charlie. Man of God, I found someone. Man of God, man of God. You have made God generator. You own him. No, no, no. You must be prayerful because you cannot give what you don't have. Huh? Mark chapter, the way you are standing here, like, don't worry, it's a blessing. Eh? You realize that you find a husband right now. Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12, verse 31. Yes, sir. Uh huh. 30. Go to 30. I want to teach you what I call the equation of love. Chief, the way it's going, is it okay? Sometimes it works better. Is it the things I say that is not right, written down? It's powerful than the one I've written down. Is it that thing? So can I feel free? Jesus. I can feel free, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let me microwave you. <laughs> Look at the equation of love. Maybe I'll end with this one. Look at the equation of love. Look at the equation of love. And thou, oh, you have given me King James. King James, I mean, King James, you don't talk. Oh. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your... Come, chief, come, come. Love the Lord your God. Let me... I need a God. Makafi, come. No, come. I need a God, so... Now, please stand here for me. These two people are in, are in love. <laughs> they love each other. They say they are in love. Look at the equation with which if you operate, this relationship can never fail. Look at the equation. Love the Lord your God with all, all, all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength.
take note of the word all. Until you first of all wholly belong to this man, that is your God. Huh? Watch this. When you marry this lady, you are going to become one. You are bringing your entirety into this marriage. Any part of you you didn't give, listen, any part of you you didn't give to God is still not scrutinized. It's still not safe. It's still not sanctified. So maybe you gave God your money, but you didn't give God your sexuality. When you marry, you are going to serve this lady an unsanctified aspect of your life. So he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Go to 31, the equation. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. So the first person you actually even love in a relationship is not this lady. The first person you love is God. The second person you love is yourself. The third person is actually the lady. Because whatever you cannot do for yourself, you can't do for her. Whatever you can do to yourselves, you can do to her. So when this guy has sex with this lady in the name of I love you, I love you too, thinking that he is doing something to this lady, he actually does not love himself. Because if he understands... That if she gets pregnant, my money may go. Even in the first place, sex has all kinds of consequences. Satanic attacks. I hope you are getting it. If he dies, he will go to hell. So if he understands that all these consequences come with doing the wrong thing, then already, number one, because he loves God, John 14, 15, because he loves God, he won't do it. Number two, he also loves himself too much to do anything that will hurt him. But if he doesn't love God, he doesn't love himself. He can do anything to you. Are you getting it? So, when you see a certain guy do some things to a lady, don't, you have to know where you are analyzing the thing from. It began with his dishonor for God. In every relationship, there can be misunderstandings. There can be anger. There can be certain things that are not right. Do you understand? For me to open my mouth and tell you that, look at your face. We are By the time I get to that level to insult you like that, the word of God is not in me. If you love me, you will obey what I command. This is one element of love. Obedience. Obedience to who? God. By the time I am done obeying God, you, the lady, you don't have a problem. You don't need to be checking a man's phone. You don't need to be checking a man's status. You don't need to be inspecting all those things to tell whether he is faithful to you or not. If he is faithful to God, go to bed. Go and sleep. Go and sleep. Go and sleep. Because I can sleep with somebody, I can cheat on my wife, and the next thing you see on my status is if God be for us, who can be against us? 
I can go and cheat on my wife and write on my status. The Lord is my shepherd. I will not want. Jesus, I love you so much. You know, people post things on their status. It is a contrary, you know, it's a contrary reflection of what is happening in their lives. So, God, I know you love me and I love you forever too. What they are trying to say is that I just fornicated. God, I need your help. So, I love you and I know you too, you love me. When you define them just by what is on their status, it's a lie. They are actually confessing the future, not the present. So, you don't need to be inspecting all these things. One of the greatest things to look out for in choosing a life partner is the fear of God, not appearance in church. The fear of God. The fear of God. Ah! You, after you have, me and Mary, after I've seen other ladies, we move from place to place. Some are students. Recently, one, 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 during the lockdown, one girl was celebrating her birthday. One of the senior high school programs we do. So she was celebrating her birthday. Called me, today's my birthday. I said, okay, I'll pray with you, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what she said? She said, can you sing for me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you sing for me? A married, a married man who said, can you, can you sing for me? And some of these young girls, too, they are very nice and very well composed. And, you know, you can see that they are blessed. The Lord has blessed them. Yeah, can you sing for me? Let's take a solo from Minister Bosco. Do you understand? So, my love for my wife, or my faithfulness to my wife, listen, I'll, I'll tell you something to blow you. My faithfulness to my wife, it is not primarily determined by her beauty, her physical appearance. Either than that, some men will never cheat on their wives. Because their wives are too nice to be cheated on. Are you listening to what I'm saying? <laughs> what will keep a man outside this country for two years and a man is not sleeping with anybody? What are you talking about? The fear of God. The fear of God. The fear of God. So if there's any one prayer my wife should pray for me, is that Father, grant my husband the grace to fear you more. Some of you are seated there, you are not married. One of the big prayers you should be praying for your future husband that you don't even know. Father, let the spirit of the fear of God be upon my husband. Father, let the spirit of the fear of God be upon my wife. You are not married yet. You don't even know the people. But that should be a prayer you are praying for them. Because the fear of God will keep them even when nobody is watching. Huh. Our focus is shifted. People are doing plastic surgery and things. Increasing their breasts, increasing their boobs, or whatever it is. Their focus is shifted, but we are not interceding for our partners. The fear of God. So love the Lord your God with all. Then he said, love yourself. If some people love themselves, eh? When you break up from one relationship and you love yourself, you will not quickly enter into another one. Because you love yourself. You, 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 you know, you have to be alive to marry. Do you understand? You have to be alive to marry. So whatever goes against your joy, your health, your peace, you don't even want to allow it. So your love, your, your, your self-love is very important. When you are happy, your partner too will be happy. Because you will serve your partner who you are. Listen, if you have an anger problem, 
you have an addiction problem and you are praying, do you know one of the things you do? For example, if you are addicted to pornography, you have no business going to propose to a lady. Because the issue is that right now, the way you are, you yourself, you are not healthy. So why would you go and serve somebody your sickness? So because you love God and you love yourself, and by the time you love God, you would have understood that the person I'm dealing with is also a child of God. So how can I do this thing to a child of God? So if I have this problem, then let me solve it before I propose. Because I don't want to save you my problem. But many of us, we are serving people our problems. And we think we are in love. We are actually acting wickedly. God bless you. Take your seat. <laughs> Hallelujah. Take your seat. <laughs> now, <laughs> we are closing. We are closing. Our time is up. Next week, Next week. The truth of the matter is that let's just allow God to do his thing, okay? Uh -huh. Can we do that? Can we allow God to do his thing? So when we come next week, whatever he allows us to hear, we hear it. I think that's fine, right? Yeah, that's fine. But let's take a few questions. We are done. Our time is actually up. One or two questions. So, you know, questions have come. Questions have come. But let me see if there's any live question. Is there any live question? Somebody here, you have a question. They are seated here right now. You have a question? Yeah. You want to ask a question? Any question? Any live question? Not pre-recorded question. Live question. Any live question? Any live question? Now, somebody sent me a question. Say, is it okay to disclose to your partner who you are talking with on phone? Somebody sent that question. Is it okay to disclose to your partner who you are talking with on phone? The question I want to ask you back is, why is it not okay to tell the person who you are talking with on phone? What are you hiding? Hello? Why, why, what are you hiding? You are talking to somebody on phone. Your partner asks you, oh, who, who, who are you speaking to? Maybe the person calls you and then your line was engaged. And when they call, say, uh, there's a way they put it. They say, your, your, the, the, yeah, the person you are trying to reach is on another call. Please stay on the line or call back later. And then the person decides to call back later. After 15 minutes, the person you are trying to call is another, is another call. Please wait another. After 13 minutes, the person you are trying to call. And then the, your, your partner asks you, so please, who are you speaking to? And then you are asking me, should you disclose it or not? Why shouldn't you disclose it? Yeah, why? There are reasons why. There are reasons why those things happen. When you have a partner who positions herself or himself as if he or she does not trust you, possibly, possibly because you may have shown certain traits like that before. That is one. Secondly, the illustration I did, they may have been in a relationship before and they had their own broken hearts. And so, when they came into your life, because they are not fully healed from the past, they are relating to you and judging your relationship because of what happened before. So maybe before there was a similar issue of the guy, you know, being on several calls and all that. Then eventually she got to know the guy was dating somebody else. So when she came into your life and you to your life is always busy, the immediate thing that comes to mind is, hey, affliction will not stand a second time. It's as if what happened before is trying to happen again. 
That is why it's important for you to fully heal before you enter into another relationship so that you can be very objective in your judgment. Whatever the case, transparency is a key to building trust in relationship. And if trust is broken, forget it. So you have to disclose it. There's a question here. Oh, feel free, feel free. Only one question. Because of time. Okay, uh, Pastor Bosco, our sister here is asking a question and she's saying that if a man and a woman had been married or they are married legally and they don't know that the man or the woman is staring. 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 They cannot bear children. They cannot have children. Uh, barren. Barren. Okay. Okay. okay, barren. So she is asking what should be done in that process. Okay, so two people got married, and then it so happens that the, the woman is not able to conceive. And the man as well. And the man too. <laughs> okay, like... Yeah, they didn't have uh, sexual intercourse before marriage. Yeah, yeah. And now that they are married, uh-huh. one of the... One of them is having this issue. Yeah. What should be done? Good. So the question she asks is one of the reasons why people have sex before they marry. Mm? Colossians 2.8, again. The philosophies of this world. Let's go into the scriptures because I told you that we are Christians. We don't run our relationship by the world, but by the word. So let's go into the scripture. And then you will see that there were people who even loved God. Zachariah and Elizabeth, they faithfully loved God. The Bible referred to them as righteous, yet they could not conceive. Abraham was a man after God's heart, but had issues conceiving. But eventually, when all these people gave birth, talk of Sarah, who was go- uh, Hannah, who was going to Shiloh, come meeting every year, even this December come meeting, because she came. Going to come meeting every year, but could not conceive. When the Lord finally remembered them, the kind of children they brought forth, those who have ten children could not produce one. Marriage is bigger than sex. You cannot, Psalm 84 verse verse 11, you cannot serve God faithfully and lose. If you say no to sex before marriage, and you marry, and you are not able to conceive, you still have not lost because marriage is bigger than childbearing. Many people don't know this. Oh. The primary purpose for marriage is not to be given by poo, 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 poo. No. The primary purpose is to come together and serve the purpose of God for your lives. And when you give birth, the children are to be raised in the image and likeness of God. I hope you are getting the point. So, if you say you won't have sex before marriage, which is very good and God will bless you for that, and you marry and for some reasons you are not able to conceive, you have not lost. 
There is a bigger reason why God is bringing you and that man together. Have you discovered it? If yes, walk in it and keep believing God. Keep praying. You translate for her. Okay. Final question. Final, final. Let's go, Sally, so that next week we can continue. Yeah. Uh, please have this question, which is, I don't understand. Um, some preachers are saying that uh, as a Christian, if he did, it's a sin. Some preachers are saying that if he did, it's a sin. Yeah. Uh, but as a Christian, I can't, I've, I've seen a lady just now. I can't just marry the lady tomorrow. So uh, I, I don't understand the, what uh -huh. they are saying. So I want to break me uh -huh. down and give me understanding Good. of that. Yeah. Good. So do you, do you see what we are talking about? Well, some preachers are saying if you date, it's a sin. But as a Christian, I cannot just see a lady and marry the lady. So, you see, his understanding of dating, so this is what we are talking about. Oh. So, his understanding of dating is meeting somebody, being in a relationship, getting to know the person better before committing. But another person's understanding of dating is not this. Chief, can we solve this? I'm going to give you a prescription. Those of you who run with it, run with it. If you not run with it, drop it. Let me give you a prescription. Come, chief. Come again. Come, sir. Three levels. Next week, if I have time, I'll take you through. I'll take you through. Just three levels. Very simple. Very, very simple. This is friendship. This is courtship. This is marriage. Simple. I said what? This is friendship. When you build friendship with somebody for some time, and maybe next week, we can still, I'll give you marks for a healthy friendship, and I'll, I'll even teach you how to friendship and all that. There's a lot of things I can teach you about friendship. Now, when you build friendship with somebody, from acquaintance, casual friendship, close friendship, intimate, okay, I didn't talk about intimate friendship, where you can get, I, I usually describe intimate friendship as this, the level where I can tell you, Charlie, your mouth is smelling and you'll not be angry. That is intimate friendship. That is the level where I can share my deepest issues with you and I can trust that nobody will know about it. That is the level where you can bear with me in challenges. That is the level where I can trust you. That is the level where I know that you are with me, not because of my money, but you genuinely like me. When we get to that level of friendship and I have prayed, you don't propose before you pray. You pray to propose. Jesus did not choose the apostles before praying. He prayed to choose. Because if you choose before you are praying, you can hardly hear God. I said you can hardly hear God. Many people are in relation with, let's pray about it. How will God even tell you this is not the will of God? You have answered already. Oh, God, you don't want friendship. So at this level, I say, you know what? And, and the beautiful thing about friendship is that when you build friendship well, by the time you are proposing, the lady have even accepted already. It is true. It is true. I said, if you build friendship well, not emotional friendship. There are some of you, one week friendship, the next time, oh, wow, I love her. No, see, listen, from the first time I saw you. No, 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 no. Discipline your emotions. One of the things that can interfere with building goodly friendship is your emotions. Discipline your emotions. If you are a young guy and you are building friendship with a lady and you are beginning to like the lady, Exercise self-control. Don't let her even know. 
Don't let her know. The moment you send signals, you'll be dealing with Omotola or you'll be dealing with Van Vika or somebody. You'll be dealing with an actor. The person will begin to pretend very nice. Whatever makes the person angry, when you do that thing, the person will be laughing. <laughs> when you finish marrying, then you, know, you will see the true color. So discipline your emotions. I hope you are getting it. So when you build good friendship, one day you make your intentions known to her. The normal thing. She may say, well, I'll pray about it. She won't pray. She's just wasting time to respond. No prayer. Because she has gotten to know you. She is convinced about you. And she really wants to marry you. Now, when you propose and she accepts the proposal, that is not the time to be thinking, what, where are we going with this thing? Where are we going with this thing? That is what has wasted some of your time. You have spent four years thinking about where are we going with this thing. By the time you started thinking where you are going, you have done degree already in, in undefined union. So when you get to this level, what are you doing? You are cutting. In the first place, why do you propose? Another issue with our generation. People propose with no intention of getting married. So why are you proposing? What is the essence of the proposal? To have fun. To, to feel your vacuum of loneliness. And then you go and open your mouth. Even God said that, you know, with our heart we believe and with the mouth, confession is made unto. Unto. Because confession is unto something. How come you, your confession is unto nothing? Unto. Why are you proposing to the lady and you have no intention of getting married? You're a wicked person. Very wicked. wicked Confession is made unto. So when you start at this level and you are courting, you are having serious conversation. Because already you have discovered your purpose. You are not in courtship to discover purpose. So you are in serious conversation. You are having serious conversation. You have your boundaries there. Pastor knows about it. Because before he will even propose to you, somebody authoritative in his life to know. There are many of you who have proposed and accepted proposals. Nobody guided you. Okay. When we are talking about choosing a life partner, I'll show you. Four pillars. Four directional pillars to choosing a life partner. Some of you propose and accept it. Nobody knows about it. Only when there's a trouble, then you know a counselor, you know a mentor, you know a pastor. That is a wrong equation. I'll take you to the scriptures. You don't make a choice without guidance. Okay. So from here, then marriage. Isn't that beautiful? Than to be saying, oh my crush, we are dating. This one, this one. So my dear, I've answered you. Do you get it? So instead of using, you see, I am prescribing this for those of you listening to me. When you live here today, you may hear a different thing on radio. But let what I'm telling you be in your mind. I am saying that what we see in the scriptures is friendship. And we can teach it into detail. Friendship. You move from friendship. You are convinced. You have prayed. You cut. You cut. What do you do? You marry. Even though not all courtship will lead to marriage. But at least your intention should be marriage. Not to have fun. You cannot afford to waste two, three years of your life in, in something that is not unto anything. Confession is made unto Proposal is made unto. Exactly. Not something. You have to name it. Because you're something. Marriage, not something. <laughs> Kindly take your seats. So God bless you. May the good Lord help all these things to work in your life. In the name of Jesus. I pray. Some of you needed direction. I pray that these words will give you direction. I pray that these words will preserve you. 
I pray and declare that your time will not be wasted in any relationship. I pray that you will uphold the principles of God that will preserve you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So next week, don't miss it. God bless you. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Revival. Join our live transforming youth service from 11 a.m. every Sunday at the Revival City of the Hacho Atomic Road, Boshe Mango Lane, Naaman Road. Our postal address is AN12219, Accra North. Our email address is akwogrm at yahoo.com. And our website address is www.globalrevivalministries.org. For copies of this and other messages, kindly visit the Revival Store located at the church premises, Revival City, Hachu, or call 055-3070-288, or log on to our website, www.globalrevivalministries.org, to make your orders or to download video and audio messages. God richly bless you.